Welcome, Wildcat fans, to a, um, what do I want to call this, guys, uh, like an instant reaction pod, I guess, from the big news. Impromptu pod. Impromptu pod. Weber State Weekly. Uh, We're a member of the Big Sky Podcast Network. I'm your host, Colby Peterson. Um, We've got our panel here today. Uh, We've got to talk a little bit about this big news coming from campus today. So on the show tonight, we've got our guy from the signpost. Signpost zone, Simon Mortensen with the shirt. Simon, uh, short time no see. Just chatted with you on Sunday. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. It's uh, I had to get some homework stuff figured out, but I had the day off today, so it's kind of kind of nice. I don't normally get days off, so this is nice. That's great. What a day to have off. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and then and then we got a couple of faces we haven't seen on Weaver State Weekly in a little while. We've got uh, our own Sean Lewis. Sean, uh, haven't seen you since March, buddy. How you been, man? I had to take a couple of days off after the uh, Big Sky Tournament, but uh, we're back and better than ever. Yeah, we appreciated your coverage up there. I thought you did a great job bringing fans in there into kind of what was happening up at uh, ICCU Arena. Um, really appreciated always your work up there, man. Always a great time up there. Happy to happy to go and happy to see. Uh, wish wish could have turned out better, but uh, still think always. that win against Montana was a was a huge thing for the Wildcats. Yeah. And then finally, we got Dustin Chappie Chapman back on the panel tonight. Same Chappie, haven't seen you since March, man. How how's business been going for the uh, for the Chapman family? Oh goodness, just got just got back from softball and then sat down from this. Like Simon, the days off don't like you get less days off when you graduate college. <laughs> <laughs> they get fewer and further between. Yeah, especially with those children running your ragged, man. Exactly right. Well, guys, uh, big announcement from Weber State today. I'd say seismic announcement um, on, on campus today. It was announced that after 16 seasons, Coach Randy Ray, the head coach of the men's basketball team, would be retiring. Uh, I don't think anybody expected that on a Monday morning. Uh, I think we all expected to see Coach Ray play or coach for at least a, a few more seasons, probably coach out the remainder of his contract extension and then kind of you know make a decision at that point. But the decision came early. Coach Ray decided today to make that announcement and uh, I think it stunned a lot of Wildcat fans. I mean, were you guys surprised to see this happen on a Monday morning that, you know, the dean of Big Sky Basketball was going to hang it up uh, and call it a career? Initial Can I thoughts? take the lead on this one, uh, Colby? Um, yeah, I, I, think, I think that uh, while this stunned everybody in Wildcat uh, fandom, I, I'm going to withhold the nation thing because I, I hate that. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I think this is stunning to everybody. That's, a, that's part of the Wildcat family. But by the same token, it's not surprising because this is the only way Randy Ray's tenure could end. This is, he, you cannot fire the all-time winningest coach in Big Sky history. You can't. You, you, and we could talk about how Weaver State doesn't fire anybody, but, but this is the only way. He was going to go out on his own terms. Nobody was going to go to Randy and say, hey, you're done, leave. This was the only way it was going to happen. And if... Speculation is correct. He chose his own successor, and that's that's how it was going to go. This is the only way this this transition was going to happen, and and we saw this a mile away. I think it may be one or two seasons earlier than most of us expected. He still had a couple of years left on his deal, but this is the only way it was going to happen. Stunner that it happened today, but not surprising in the method or the way that it happened. I mean, good, good opening salvo there from Sean Lewis. I think, I think you're right. Very, very much. If it was going to happen, it was probably going to happen in this way, right? Uh, especially, I think at the point where we're at in uh, the off season, and we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. But 
Simon or Chappie, initial thoughts on Coach Ray's announcements today uh, after 16 seasons? No, yeah, I um, I agree with Sean that, you know, that was the only way it was probably going to happen was it was just going to be right there, a, a surprise. I mean, he was going to go out on his own terms, everything like that. Um, it was surprising because I um, – I feel like I've got like, you know, a lot of, a, a lot of sources, a lot of people in that space. And then all of a sudden, you know, we all found out about it at the same time, just broke. Um, and then, um, yeah, I was, I was stunned. Um, I was immediately me and Emily were talking about what we were going to do for the signpost on it, everything like that. So, um, it was kind of, just kind of shocking. Um, but yeah, I do agree. It, uh, it was going to be done that way probably. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a big moment for you guys at, at the student newspaper to chronicle the retirement of the all-time winningest coach at Weber State and, of course, in the Big Sky Conference. Um, 316 career wins. I mean, how do you do that justice you know, in the student newspaper and get it right? Um, not, not envious of your task. <laughs> but, Jackie, what about you, man? What about uh, your thoughts on, on today's announcement? So the, my immediate reaction, it was relief, but I don't... I don't want to say it was relief like, oh, good, I'm glad Randy's gone, because I'm not. Like, I, I like Randy as a coach, and I like Randy as a person. Well, we've had him on the show, and he's phenomenal. Like, he's, he is a great interview. He's fun. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, I guess it's relief in the sense that, like, to me, what was it, after the 2018 season or so, like, I, th I think there was a little bit of heat on Randy. Like, things felt like they were kind of getting stagnant. And, and to Randy's credit, like, they went out and they've raided the transfer portal for the past two, three years, you know, to try to do things different, to try to change it up. I mean, that was kind of the perception was that things were stagnant. So I credit Randy for going out and shaking things up, so to speak. It, it, but it just, it, it still hasn't produced what I think is the ultimate result, which is an, a, you know, a big sky conference tournament title and NCAA tournament berth. So relief in the sense that I'm glad that we're moving forward in a program, but not in a negative way. Not, not to say that Randy, you know, what Sean says, right. I mean, Randy's done phenomenal things here. Um, every, every coach has a time where it's better to better that they move on. That doesn't mean that they fail. You know, my, my ultimate example of that is like, is Bronco Mendenhall going from BYU to Virginia? No, no BYU time. talk on this pod. What, sorry, what you, oh, sorry. <laughs> I made it like five minutes, but so, some, sometimes things need to change. And, and that does, that doesn't, that's not a negative thing. I think too many times we tend to look at change as being that people failed, but that's not what happened here. And that's not, that's not the case. Randy hasn't failed, but change is not a negative thing. So let me, let me point that something out. And this is, this is something I had a, a conversation with a friend today. Um, we were in Boise at the big sky tournament. And after the loss of Montana state, we went down to the press conference and watched Randy. And, and I'm going to say Randy looks beat up and tired, right? You could tell something there that, that this season, whether it's the last five seasons, whatever, this was a different guy that didn't have the energy than he did 16 years ago, which look, who has the energy they had 16 years ago? We're all getting older, right? Um, but I, I, I credit him for not, um, for, for leaving on his terms and not driving the program into the ground as he did it, right? A lot of guys would, would and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, look, 
Lavelle Edwards did great things in 1984. By 1999, he wasn't the same coach. What is this BYU talk on my pod? I'm using <laughs> it as a metaphor and as an example, right? It's, it's a relevant and great example. I, I want to. You want to go out on your own terms. You don't want to be Ron McBride, who you know comes in with a flash and and leaves every job. You know, not as good, great as he found it, maybe, right? Or is a victim of his own success, right? Need to move on. I, we need to treat Randy Ray like like he is. He, he is the all time winningest coach in Big Sky history. A lot of that is part of longevity. Sixteen years, nobody sticks around the Big Sky for sixteen years. So, as Chappie is fond of saying, these were the good old days. Be grateful that we had him. Be grateful we had a coach that didn't treat Weaver State like a stepping stone. That made it his home. That made was part of the community. Was out and about. Did great things. And some of the greatest highlights in Weaver State basketball history came in the last sixteen years. Right, and yeah. and we can't. Nobody should take that away from him. He should be honored, you know. And whatever the university wants to do to honor him, I'm supportive of. Um, and and that's that. And and he deserved to go out on his own terms, which he did. So congratulations to Randy, and I hope uh, I hope he and his wife Laura enjoy their retirement and get to do with the things that they want to do. Um, that's what we all dream of, and 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 I think that he's earned that right. We can talk about what the future of the program holds. But I think today we need to honor and respect Randy Ray and, and say congratulations to Thanks Coach for 16 great years. And, and great, Sean great, is great right. Years. Cool, good. Sean's right in the sense that, like, the, Randy having coached, frankly speaking, Randy having coached Dame means that Randy was going to leave whenever the hell he wanted to leave. <laughs> like, they, they, they weren't going to do anything to, to rock that cart. Okay. And so, yeah, I very much, Sean, agree with you. Credit to Randy for, for, for going out now where, where they're still good. I mean, I, are they going to the NCAA tournament every year? No. Are, is, is he leaving the program in a really good place? Yeah. And there, there's I, something I think there are some things that would disagree with that last statement, Kathy, but that's not why we're here today. <laughs> right. There's, yeah, so there, there's continuity, right? There's going to be continuity, which is what they were going to do. Right. So let's talk a little bit about Coach Ray's accolades, right? Because like you said, 16 years, it's a long time, especially like you noted, um, there will be, I mean, few people coach in the Big Sky for 16 seasons. Coach Ray won five Big Sky championships, three trips to the NCAA tournament, Big Sky Coach of the Year four times, coaches six Big Sky MVPs. That includes Dame Lillard, who won it twice. Um, and also, you know, All-American Honors in 2012, his junior season. Joel Mollenboy won the MVP in 2016 and was later drafted by the Jazz, as we all know. Coach Ray, 41 players selected to an all-conference honor of some, you know, that's an all-conference team, honorable mention, what have you. 198 and 85 in Big Sky Conference play. I mean, these are a lot of numbers, folks, but I mean, overall, you can see over 16 seasons, a lot of accolades. Four-time coach of the year, and that's, you know, something that's specific to him. Three NCAA berths, his first season in 06. 2016, the last time that the Wildcats went, and then uh, was it 2014 when they faced? Yeah, it was two years before that. Arizona, mm-hmm. Arizona, yeah, that's right. And so, so Kobe, how how many of those numbers are like John Stockton at, and that nobody will ever touch them just because they're so far out of the range of every other coach in the Big Sky, right? Think about this. We talked about this on the show plenty of times. That in his 16 seasons, he only had three. Three, right? Losing seasons where he finished below 500. 
three seasons, maybe four, my number may be off, but three seasons where he finished below number three in the conference. Okay. That is a sustained level of winning that most schools would just be envious of. If, if, if you went to any school in the country and said, I'm going to give you 16 years where only three of those, you're going to finish below 500 and below, below number three in the conference. I think every school in the, in the country says, sign me up. Yeah. Um, so 14 seasons above 500, Sean, 14 of the 16 okay. seasons. So I, I was wrong on the bad side, but the point still stands. Definitely. Definitely. I think that's, um, that's one of those things we have to look at um, Randy Ray and what he means to this program and everything like that um, is that, you know, you're looking at that. You're looking at, you know, what two losing seasons now instead, because it was 14 to 16. Right. Um, and then, um, you know, 16 years in this, in this league and everything like that. Um, the reason that they were able to go to the transfer portal is because of the legacy that he's basically put up here. Right. Like, you know, you're attracting, I mean, look at what we got this year. We got Louis Jordan. We got Keith Dinwiddie. Um, we got, uh, we got JJ. I'm very got, high on Keith Dinwiddie, by the way, very high on that recruit. Right. Yeah. And that, that's one of those things. Like the reason we're able to do that, the reason we're able to attract these players off the transfer portal is because of the reputation that Randy Ray built here. And so it's going to be one of those things that's kind of interesting is can we keep up that reputation without him there? Um, and I, I think coach Duft has obviously, you know, trained under Randy Ray for a long time. I think um, it's one of those things where he, if there's someone that's right for the job, I, I, I would love to see him perform well and, and see how he does with these new recruits because this is a new system that was possible from Randy Ray, and I kind of want to see what the future of it is now without him. I, I think we should hold off on talking about Coach Duff, but I want to give one more thing, that I and I'm going to give all credit to Brett Hine, who talked about this in his article tonight, and I think it was Randy that brought it up, but there was no scandal, right? Nope. Ran, we never. never had players getting arrested. We never had players that were making a bad name for the university. We, we never had players who were, we had a lot of guys that would leave, go somewhere else. We had a lot of guys that would transfer, whatever, you know, they would leave the program on their own accord, but there was never a scandal. There was nothing like, like scandals that we've seen locally at other schools, um, thinking Utah State football, right? And, and we are so, so very lucky that he ran a clean program for 16 years. And I wonder, yeah speculation a little bit how much of the changing infrastructure things the nil stuff the way the, the college sports landscape is changing how much of that is randy saying gosh after 37 years maybe i don't want to get into that uh those those areas where let's be frank weaver state is going to struggle to compete against other schools in the big sky uh, let alone other schools and other conferences with the NIL, there is not the sponsorship, not the donor money that, that is there to keep up with this. And unless we're, Jabby, you're, I, I, you're disagreeing with me. I think it's a way to go. But I it think could be I, there. It could be there. It could be there. So we don't have a living, breathing athletic director that's going to make those calls. That's my burn for tonight. <laughs> We signed that one company, didn't we, for the NIL stuff? Like the big sky did. Mm -hmm. I had to edit that article, so I know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a conference deal. We don't, we don't. What NIL deals does Weber State have? What what NIL deals do our athletes have? It's still the pro. I was just saying. I think we, I think we signed that one thing. So I think, I think the big sky's on watch with it just a little bit. But yeah. (laughs) 
It is changing. I, I say this. Big changes like this are always a moment of reflection in the program. You know, right? Like it's 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 a good opportunity for the athletic department and for the university to take a step back for a second and say, how much of a basketball school do we want to be? You know, what what changes need to be made? Where do we go from here? What what did we do good? It's always a good time for self reflection when stuff like this happens. And I but did they, they do did, that? Uh, we don't know. I mean, they didn't have a national coaching search. No, and I think. I think some friends are going to be frustrated with that because I, it seems to be a pattern. Um, but you, you're going to, I, honestly speaking, you're, you're going to have continuity back to Dame. Like that's, that's what's going to happen in this program for now. Okay. Well, this, this feels a lot like the Michigan man statement that Chappie just made that, that uh, got to hire a, a Dame man to, to and I think I love Dame. I I wish him For all now. best. He's an all star. I but look this this decision. We can speculate all we want. We don't know how this went down. But how much of the conversation in Tim Crompton's office was Randy coming in saying I'm retiring. I want Eric to be the coach. Dame will call and say I want Eric to be the coach. It's his to lose. Don't do a search. And Tim Crompton says I don't want to rock that boat. Derek, you don't. You don't. And, and and like I said, there's fans that are going to be frustrated with that because they're going to, you know, and I get it. Like I, I get the frustration, but when you think through it, you're not going to rock that boat. Frankly, because Dame's got to retire. Right? Dame's got to retire so that he can be the coach. I mean, we got to wait that yeah. out. So, so, so and, and we just got to comment in the chat. I don't know that. That is perfectly speculation on my part. I, I full on admit that that's speculation. I think I said that before I said it. We don't know how that conversation went, but gosh, it sure seems that's how that conversation went. I mean, on the outside totally, looking in. Well, it's totally speculation, right? Because we, we have no idea what happened. Um, timing is important here because we don't know when Coach Ray decided to make this decision, right? We don't know when he yep. came to administration to say, hey, you know, because honestly, right now is not the time for a national no. coaching search. It's not. If you were to yeah. announce today that we're going to have a national coaching search, our longtime head coach is retiring, we're going to find somebody, you're going to find that it's not the time to do that because we've got three scholarship slots that still need to be filled. And we've got a, you know, a, a few players who have committed to coming to Ogden. And if all of a sudden it's like, oh, actually, Jay Casey's, we're going to hire somebody that we don't know yet. And it's going to take us uh, a few weeks. It's just not the right time, right? And so I yeah, think that's, that's I, a consideration. I completely we, agree with that. And I know I'm dominating the conversation here because I'd like to hear myself talk. These are wild assumptions. These are, these are, I don't know the truth to this. But the fact of the matter is, they, Tim Compton did the right thing, right? There is continuity. Eric Duff has, has been there in the program for 16 years. He's yep. keeping his two assistant coaches that, that have been there for, for five plus years, each of them, I believe. Um, they've got to hire a new assistant coach. That's the only change. And he's going to be the last guy on the bench, right? We don't know the kind of coach that Eric Duff is going to be. Um, but can we assume that after 16 years of sitting next to Randy Ray, that we're probably going to see a lot of the same things that Randy Ray did. Phil Johnson, right? The former Weaver state coach, Phil Johnson. I mean, he was, he was probably every bit as capable as, Jerry Sloan was in a lot of ways. Johnson has an NBA coach of the year award that Jerry Sloan never got. 
That's right. And, and so, so exactly right. I, it, it very much mirrors that situation, but then just to feed into any of the speculation, like where were they going to go? A lot of the coaches in Utah, I mean, Weber's history is either they purge somebody from the big sky or go locally, but Craig Smith at Utah is not a local guy. I don't even know who Utah State's coach is right now, not a, but he's not a local guy. <laughs> Mark Pope is not a local guy. So Mark Madsen at UVU is not a local guy. There, there's, you know, there's not that, those tenured local guys that you were going to pick from somewhere else in state unless, unless and I'm, this is my flame for the night, unless uh, we took the guy at SUU and stole him somehow. That would have been... But but uh, Jappy, this Rod is, Simon maybe would have been one that I would have stolen, but that's about it. But we've talked about this so many times. This is another internal hire for a university that only seems to do internal hires. Brad and that's Morton, frustrating. The president of the university was an internal hire. Yes. Uh, uh, Tim Crompton, athletic director, internal hire. Eric Duff, internal hire. The entire right. athletic department, internal hires. We have not done a national coaching search or a national search for anybody. They may not know how to do it. But here's my thing with that. That the internal hire thing is, I would say, fairly recent, right? Because it's like, okay, yeah, a lot of internal hires, right? But then I say Jay Hill, Jeremiah Larson, Amicone. Those were those were were all all external hires. And those, those, were, those all, were all previous administration. Those, those were all Mr. Bovey. <laughs> sure. I, I understand that they're all, but what I'm saying is that like, it's not like the Wildcats only do this ever. Right. Like you look at the, the okay. programs that are having success right now, they were all external hires. Now I think that that says something, right? That if you want to go get somebody, you're probably going to have to go get it, but that that's not fair to coach Duft. It's like, Hey, listen, this is only for the I'm, last five years. I'm perfectly willing to give coach Duff. All the benefits of the doubt. He gets the same four seasons that I give any new coach coming in. Prove to me that you can win with with your own guys. You get you get a graduating class, four or five seasons. I'm happy to do that. Besides, they gave him the full contract. To to the point earlier, if we wanted to do a national search, now's the right not the right time. You make Eric Duff interim coach for one season. That's the answer to that. You give him one season as an on on the job interview. And and then you go and do your national search in December, like every other school, or uh, in March, like every other school. The the fact is, and I'm not trying to dog on Coach Duff, and I know it sounds like I'm coming across really harsh. Yeah, it but, is. <laughs> but, and I'm sorry, Coach Duff. We want to have you on the show. I think you're going to do great, and you've done great under Randy Ray. I, I appreciate the loyalty. That is something that the Weaver is known for is that loyalty. But at some point. We're never going to have anything nice because we don't try to have anything nice. I, I, I see the frustration, but when you look at, when you start looking at it from all angles, to Colby's points, you, you guys are like, they weren't going to do that. You, you couldn't do that here. You, it's the wrong time to do a national That's coaching right. search. You want, you want continuity. You want to keep the recruits you have. Like it, it wasn't going to happen right now. Right. So, I, so I agree with you, Chappie. I do. So, guys, let's talk a little bit about Coach Duff then, because of course we've talked about you know all the accolades of Coach Ray, sixteen seasons. Coach Duff has been here for all sixteen of those seasons. He was Randy Ray's first hire when he became head coach at Weber State in two thousand six, and so now taking over the mantle of his you know former boss and mentor, no doubt, becoming the tenth head coach in Weber State history. Um, like you said, he's been here the whole time. He has the connections to the past, the same that, that Coach Ray does. 
Um, and so uh, we had to say goodbye to Chappie. He's got to run the grocery store, but we appreciate his time here on the show tonight. Um, but guys, I'd, I'd like to tell Chappie that Smith stays open past nine o'clock. <laughs> but uh, but let's talk a little bit about Coach Duff, right? Because he's been here the whole time, and now he gets the opportunity. Coach Duff is the one that runs the offense, right? He's out there calling sets, you know, doing those kinds of things. And so, um, how how different do things look now that he is the one sitting in the head coach's chair and has more control over his vision for the program? When, like I said, he's been there that um, he's been there the whole time, and um, how we've talked a lot about continuity in this conversation. But let's talk about maybe some differences coming for the program in the future. Simon, go ahead. Do you you see any changes or do you think things look very similar to what we saw maybe last year? You know, I think um, that's a good question. Um, As far as like the first season and everything like that, you know, you have this this coach retire that you've been playing with for 16 seasons, had a good thing going. I wouldn't be surprised to see something similar to what we were seeing um, before. Like, I think he's going to try to mimic that coaching style the first year just because that's what he knows, everything like that. I think once you're part of, you know, running the entire, you know, running the entire team, running offense, defense, everything like that, um, you start to figure out a little bit more. And so I think we'll see him develop his own coaching style the longer he goes on. But I think this first year that we have him, he's probably just going to stay a little bit closer to what he knows, which is totally fine. Like, you know, played under a great coach. Um, this is someone that we, we definitely want to win with. And um, Big Sky title, I, w- I would love to see it. I think that we always have the weapons to do it. Um, and, you know, if he if he solidifies himself with a Big Sky title right now as the first-year first, first year coach, I mean, like, he's set for as long as Randy if he wants it. Like, honestly, that's a, that's a pretty big deal if you win it your first year. So You know who won the Big Sky title in their first year, Simon? Was it Dick Mata that did it? It was Randy Ray. Oh, yeah, it was Randy Ray. <laughs> you did, yeah. Wow, that was bad. That was bad. Okay, yeah. Maybe I need to go for a grocery store run, too. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I... Inside joke right there now, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a come catchphrase. Look, um, Simon, you're exactly right. I'm going to say this one thing, and I, I think it's pertinent. You never want to be the guy that follows the guy. You never want to be the guy that replaces a legend because you have to live up to those shoes. We will see in, in one to two seasons whether Eric Duft is, is going to be up to that expectation. Now, what is that expectation? I don't think it's fair to put on Eric Duff any more expectations than we had on Randy Ray. You knew what Randy Ray was going to give you. He was going to give you 20, 20 wins most years. He was going to be top three in the conference. And for the first 10 years, he got you a big sky title every third year, right? That's what fans expect is be top three in the conference, 20 wins and, and win the tie, the conference tournament once every third year. That's, that's the expectations of the fans. Now he's going to live up. Is he going to live up to that? We'll see in the next three years. Yeah. And I also think he has to live up to the reputation of being an excellent recruiter too now, because that's something that's been born into that system now that I was kind of talking about earlier. Just some of the transfers that we had got going on. This is, you know, kind of the direction of Weber State right now. And that may change under Coach Duft. I don't know that yet, but he will be expected to be a good recruiter too. So I, I would like to add on that. Yeah, guys, um, the recruiting thing is is an important one, but I also wanted to ask, you know, Sean, you were there. Uh, you talked about, you know, Coach Ray uh, looking, you know, a little bit beat up and tired at the end of that Montana State loss in the semifinals. Uh, I think everybody who was watching Big Sky Basketball 
uh, a couple of months ago agreed that that was the conference championship, that whoever won that mm-hmm. game was going to go to the dance, that you know whoever came out of the bottom of the bracket was going to get smashed by either Weber State or Montana State. That's just what it was. Whoever came out of the bottom of the bracket was not going to be able to compete on that level. And I think everybody agrees that that's what happened. Wildcats lose a close one in the semifinals. And so I, I got to ask, like, how, how aware do you think Coach Duft is of the deficiencies of the program right now, the needs of what this Wildcat team needs? Because Eastern Washington and Montana State aren't going away. Montana is a perennial power. They're going to have Mac Jones back. Yes, they lost some key pieces that have transferred out of their program, but they're always going to be competitive in Missoula, right? Um, Northern Colorado has been very good. Um, they, they aren't going away either. And so in the current landscape of the Big Sky Conference I mean, is this now an opportunity for Coach Duft to say, okay, it's a, it's a new opportunity for him. He knows what the team needs. He's been to the top of the mountain with Coach Ray. He knows what it takes. Um, how much license does he take now to say, here's what we're going to do to compete in the new Big Sky Conference? Honestly, to answer that question, I don't know. But if, but if I'm Eric Duft, and, and who knows how long it took to get the contract signed and, and deal done, but if I'm Eric Duff, I don't want to take the Weber State job without some assurances that facilities at Weber State basketball are going to improve. Let's take a look, a walk around the campus. Almost every athletic team has gotten some sort of new facility except basketball. Um, do, you, do you look at the football north end zone? You look at what they've sure. done with the softball. You look at the, uh, the football indoor practice field. Um, and addition to the ice sheet, I know there's, there's politics and stuff like that. There has not been an improvement in facilities in basketball and they are due. And, and I've heard, I, I can't confirm this, but I've heard that they don't even show recruits the locker room when they come to Weber state campus for their visit. Yeah, right? I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're there, absolutely right. There are improvements that need to be made. And if I'm, if I'm Eric Duff, I say, look, I need a guarantee that you're going to, Put basketball ahead. We've done football. We've done softball. We've done we've done some things for for other sports. Um, we've got an academic center that, that serves everybody. But we we need an upgrade to some facility to some facilities. We need an upgrade to the marketing plan to get fans out to game. We need to change how we do things so that people don't call us status quo state. I think I don't know if he has that. Uh, that that juju or that uh, that uh, uh, mentality or whether he's just grateful for the job, I, I don't know. But that's what I would have asked for because you know that's what a coach coming in from the outside would have asked for. Yeah, no, it's it's a fair point, right? Because I don't know if you guys saw recently, a couple of months ago, Montana just redid their locker rooms and they look really, really similar to what the football team has here at Weber State, right? Similar kind of designs, kind of dark in there. They've got the logo in the ceiling, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Obviously smaller because you don't need as many, uh, less scholarships, but uh, nice, right? A nice job. You know, it's not like they built a new, Dahlberg is still Dahlberg, right? It is what it is, mm-hmm. but they upgraded those locker room facilities there. And uh, I, I, I would agree with you, Sean, that like, if we're going to be competitive in the new big sky, it's an arms race right now in the big sky. Montana is building an indoor facility for themselves. You know, Montana State just opened their own indoor facility, and that's for football. But what I'm saying is, I think NAU just opened uh, a new facility for themselves. Like, there's a lot going on in the sky, and I think that you're right that, like, it is maybe time 
for uh, a focus. A lot of money has been spent on other sports. I think volleyball could still use some love, but that's my personal, you know, thing. Um, for the I wish I had to give it to Coach Larson. I, if I had a million, Jeremiah, it was your, it's yours, but I don't I mean, have it. They could, they could really use some things in, in, you know, in Club Swenson that would really improve the experience there. But like, there are only so many things you can do over a period of time. Like, there, there's, there's so much success, guys. Do you realize that? I, I realized this today in while I was thinking about just the season that we've talked about throughout the year on this show. The Wildcats have gone to the conference championship in nearly every Olympic sport this year. They went mm. in soccer. That's pretty good. They went in volleyball. They went in softball and won it. They went in women's tennis. They did not go in men's tennis. They went in golf and won, right? Like, I mean, basically everything you could ask for that wasn't football or basketball, they were there yep. every single time. But and so I, I hate to say it, but football and basketball are still the, the front door of the university. That's fair. That's totally fair. And so that's where I would, I would say I agree with you that like, you know, the, the university has had to make investments throughout the campus and they've done those things. But uh, maybe now time to come back to the D and, uh, and invest in some of those facilities because maybe the Wildcats are starting to fall a little bit behind in what we offer to recruits because we know, I mean, we've seen a lot of really good recruits come because of that North entrance. And um, I think that if we're going to continue to be competitive in this big sky environment, that's probably the case. And so maybe Coach Duff did ask for those things, right? And uh, another thing I want to point out, we don't know what the contract is yet either. We don't know what his term is, uh, how long of a leash he has been given by the university. Um, we'll see. I mean, they were... Somebody's going to fulfill that records request pretty darn soon, I think. Yeah. I mean, Simon... It can be me. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. I'll, I'll see what I can do. But if I... Yeah, if he's you know requesting that, all I can say is if, if you're listening to this, Coach Duft, Massage chairs for the press table would be very, very nice. And I think, yeah, if you can squeeze that out of them, just, just hear me out, you know. <laughs> he wants the X chair that's advertised on all your popular podcasts. Oh, yeah. I, I love that show. I love the show where it is. Like, I'm right behind, you know, the player's bench and everything like that. But, you know, it can always get better. So, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. um, look. I, I, I think, look, we need to, we, I've, I've been very critical tonight and I need to step back and say, I wish Eric Duff all the best. I will be there in my normal seat, um, cheering on the Wildcats, just like I always have. This is, this is an opportunity, um, but just like any first-year coach, he's got something to prove. He's got to show that what he can do as a basketball coach. And whether it's fair or not, Wildcat fans have high expectations, and, and we're going to see what, what kind of coach Eric Duff is. And, and I, hope, I hope that he is, is just as great and just as good as, as Randy Ray. And, and if he can elevate the Wildcats a little bit, all the better. Yep. Same. I mean, obviously we'll be rooting for coach Duff to want to see him succeed. Um, next year is a, a big one. I think it's going to be a relatively young team. We haven't seen any major transfers in from seniors yet, but there are three slots still open and there are folks out there. I mean, the thing is this, it's now past May 1st. And so there are no new entrances into the, into the portal. So what's out there is out there. So um, we'll just kind of see kind of what happens, but obviously rooting for him, hoping to see the success. And um, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe a, 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 a Randy Ray repeat where uh, first season win a conference championship and go to the NCAA tournament. Wouldn't mind that. 2016 is starting to feel like a long time ago, folks. Love to have it. And I think um, one of those things too, especially one of the bigger things you can do is Eric Duft. Um, obviously conference championship is huge. 
Um, but I think we've talked about it on the show a few times that Dylan Jones is a player with NBA talent. Um, I think he's one of those guys that we could get into the NBA. Um, and I think if you really want to make an impact at Weber State, um, especially as your first couple of years and everything, you've got a phenomenal junior that you can really make the best player you can out of. And you got a few, you, you got players that are talented enough to do it. But I think especially if he can make Dylan Jones the best player he possibly can, it'll be something we remember. So technically a sophomore on the books. So. Technically it's on the books still, but junior year, you, you know what I meant. <laughs> I do. Two freshman yeah. years. Yeah. I don't have to make a grocery run on that statement. <laughs> I love dude. I love that man. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, fellas, I uh, really appreciate your time tonight. Kind of talk through this seismic shift in Weber State men's basketball hoops. The end of an era in Ogden, as Coach Randy Ray hire, uh, hangs it up after 16 seasons in the Purple Palace. Want to wish Coach Ray and his wife Laura the best of luck. They'll always be welcome in Ogden. Uh, obviously, I don't think they're moving. They'll be around, so we'll see them. But uh, want to thank them for all of their time and uh, all of the the great memories that we've had here at Weber State. Um, and just there have been a lot of really, really, really special moments with Coach Ray at home. So want to wish him the best in his retirement. Guys, wrap up the show like we usually do. Weber State, Weber State. Great. 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 Go on. Thank you, Randy Ray. Thank you, Randy Ray. <laughs> oh!